0: Hi you guys, welcome to another edition of WhatsApp Doc. This is the series where we catch up with some of the most interesting doctors from the city. Today we have with us a stand-up comedian, a writer, he's a sketch artist. So what's he doing on WhatsApp Doc? Uh, he's also a doctor. We have with us Dr. Aditya Sridhar, MBBS, MD, Doctor of Forensics and Doctor of Emergency Medicine. Wow. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here All that for uh, someone who looks like you Yeah, so. no, I
1: realise I'm not your stereotypical uh, appearance no, I get it. I get it, I get it, uh, it's, it Thankfully, uh, people in the emergency or people in forensics don't really care how you look Because they're either dead or dying uh,
0: <laughs> Didn't mean to get dark, I'm just saying <laughs> Great to have you with us Aditya Right so very nice of you to actually be part of this podcast series that we are doing. Uh, we are at a place called Eating Love by the way, this pizza joint in Sarjapur and we truly are uh, eating a whole lot of love Their Pizzas, absolutely delicious, mind-boggling and thank you so very much for having us over here. Um, Aditya, yeah. uh, let's begin. You know, even before we started to make conversations sitting over here, I was asking Aditya, hey is that a good site, do you, do you prefer sitting a certain direction, is that something the case and Aditya was like, no dude, absolutely any place. Here's the thing right, when you have a mole, uh, it's, it's, I try not to hide
1: it, it's never been a problem, so I'm like, uh, there's no need to hide it, it's, it's a part of the identity at this point, so I'm like, yeah, fine, let's have one camera which captures the beauty, uh, so people understand what I've had to live with my entire life.
0: So, but childhood must have been difficult because um, I went to a boys high school, uh, St. Joseph's and nicknames and people being mean to each other, is just childhood. Even adults, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like adults are any sweeter. Uh, but yeah, no,
1: I've, I've had that since I was a kid and we moved around a lot uh, when I was younger. So uh, every time you go to a new place, you hear new insults. It's amazing. Uh, and the variety isn't, isn't great. People aren't very creative with their insults. Uh, it's either there's a cockroach on your face, or uh, that looks like a bone. Do your parents beat you? It's just kids are mean, man. Kids are very brutal, and uh, you have no option but to develop a sense of humor. It's uh, you can't really do anything
0: else. So I guess that kind of. Links to why are you go to comedy but I guess one good part is growing up here in India, almost all kids look like that because of Andrishti Bhattu. <laughs> so actually, uh,
1: my mom told me that uh, while I was in her womb, right, she prayed for God that I would have a mole because apparently a lot of babies were being uh, switched at hospitals, and I was like, "Why, why was that your wish?" <laughs> You you could have wished for blue eyes, fair skin. I could have been a floating baby. Why, why would you pick a mole and like disfigure me for life? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no no need for an additional drishti botu. Right, that was
0: good. Right, but yeah, man, here we are. Um, what drove you into becoming a doctor, though? Do you come from a family of doctors? Was it something that your mum asked for again when she was praying to God, saying, "Let him be a doctor, please."
1: No, so uh, there's two parts to this, which one is a funny answer to it and the other is the actual truth. So uh, the funny part of it is that uh, I wanted to become a dermatologist to fix myself. Uh, but the other side of it, uh, the actual reason why is because I genuinely had an interest, I genuinely had an interest in medicine and I was just good at science and especially biology. So it was never com- compulsory or there was no compulsion. But uh, there is some truth to the fact that you uh, mentioned about my family uh, having a lot of doctors. My grandfather on my mother's side, he was a doctor and uh, actually he was quite a very well-reputed doctor. Um, he was part of the construction of Manipal initially. Okay. Uh, him and uh, my uncle from my mother's side, my maternal uncle, he's also a doctor. So quite a few doctors from my mother's side. From my dad's side, I think that there might be a dentist but you know. Uh, no. Doctors that I remember as such.
0: So dentists are not doctors?
1: Uh, I'm talking about doctors like me. (laughs) The safest would avoid it. I don't know, man. There's a bridge course. I'm keeping quiet. Anything could happen. Anybody could become a doctor. I'm keeping quiet. Things aren't the same as they used to be. I don't want to say something and have dentists be like, we won't fix your teeth. It's 2020. (laughs) What's funny anymore? (laughs) Everything is serious, man. Everything. People get offended for everything. I made a joke about an auto and some guy was like, my dad is an auto driver. I'm like... Dude, there has to be something I can joke about. Then I said, I was like, okay, but then you know, why are you getting offended on his behalf? Yeah. And, but yeah, people have made it their job to get offended.
0: What you do is not a joke at all, right? A doctor of forensics, mm. um, an emergency doctor as well. So. You actually get to walk into a crime scene. I in fact feel that you're the first doctor of forensics I've met. Okay. Um, why this field, and uh, do you get to visit a crime scene, and do you get to see all the gory stuff?
1: Okay, so here, so let's put it this way. I did my diploma in emergency medicine, and after that, I was there's two logical options. Either you can get into intensive care, you can do an MD in. Uh, uh, emergency medicine but that's just continuing in the same linear path or you can get into the legal aspects the forensic and legal aspects so uh, I had an option of going to any one of the three uh, I picked forensic a because it's the smart choice honestly speaking your working hours are going to be beneficial for you if you have a second hobby or if you want to have a life okay but also the other thing is there's so few forensic experts that there's always constant demand okay. so I was taking all of this into consideration when I was joining in And the third thing, which is obviously the most important thing for any aspiring doctors is that I was genuinely interested in it. I was genuinely interested in it, solving crimes, dealing with crime scenes. It's not for everyone. The field is not for everyone. It takes a certain mindset and uh, aptitude, Um, certain amount of composure is necessary. So it may not be ideal for you, but the people who get into it, at least the recent guys, all seem to be very dedicated. The older uh, generation has kind of phoned it in but the newer generation is very, and that's why things look good. I'm, I'm very happy and uh, I mean, the outlook seems very, very bright at this point. Right. And crime scenes, yeah, I mean, uh, we're not the first people onto a crime scene. Uh, that'll obviously be the police. They cordon off the area and make sure the scene doesn't get contaminated. Our job comes in more to do so with uh, seeing the body at site in criminal cases where there might have been an assault or a murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in collecting trace evidences. And securing any possible uh, objects of interest from the scene, wow. so it, there's a very systematic approach to it. And I think if I continue talking about this, it gets a little too technical. But oh, from start to finish, uh, mm-hmm. everything needs to be documented uh, so that there's no tampering, right. because we are very aware of the fact that there can be tampering at any level. Right. So uh, from we, I want to mm-hmm. talk
0: to you a little bit about contamination. Okay. We'll spend some time on that. Okay. But when you wake up in the morning, mm. uh, is it like Ah, oh, Sherlock Holmes today? what am I doing or do you feel like Dexter and CSI to actually walk into a crime scene because you know that's how you're going to be spending the rest of your day
1: this might be a really boring answer man Um, because the thing is anything that humans do at some point it just becomes routine Mm. so to me I am unfazed and the problem is it starts affecting me in ways you don't expect like uh, my this is a terrible thing to say, but recently one of my friends told me his grandmother passed away and I was like, how old was she? Like 90 something. I'm like, yeah, that's expected. Like, and I didn't realize that he wasn't a doctor, like I wasn't talking to a medical professional. So you come off sounding like you're some serial killer expecting to kill 90 plus ajis, right? But that wasn't the case. It's just that you are used to it. It's routine for you. So when it comes to crime scenes and such, because the the theoretical and practical aspects are drilled into you so hard, especially during your MD course, that to you it's it's almost like second nature. So you don't really think twice about it. If they say you're going to go to this scene and do this, you're going to go you're going to go, go there on time, you're going to be there, you're going to be professional from start to finish, because it's just another day. Um, initially though, initially though, I will give you that, because you're still in the hype, so I used to be like, yeah man, today it's, it's going to be like, I, I'm Sherlock, I'm going to go there, I'm going to see all these small trace evidences that nobody saw, I'm going to deduce things and it's it's rarely ever that clean cut okay. in general crime scenes are very messy um, and I bet. yeah and ideally uh, I mean I'm thankful to not be like Dexto uh in the sense if you've seen that show yeah. i wouldn't want my life to be so poorly written in the final seasons
0: <laughs>
1: more than anything what happened to that I, show man i used to love that show i used to watch yeah. it all the time um it didn't influence my decision by the way it, just saying uh but it was a great show and um, but yeah there are blood spatter specialists but they come from the forensic science aspect we are from forensic medicine so we deal with more to, more to do with injuries inflicted on the body Okay, and medical legal aspects of a death or of a crime as opposed to the trace evidences which are usually collected from the forensic science lab uh, workers and technicians. We have a forensic uh, science lab here in Bangalore, uh, which is a crowning jewel actually, which is in Madiwala. Uh, They do really good work and uh, they deserve a lot more credit than they get.
0: I'm sure, I, I remember there was a big case where a person was injected with a truth serum Um, where he was slapped on his face and speak the truth. Um, I remember that did happen a few years ago Uh, and Bangalore, like you said, is the place for plenty of uh, front-running investigations and uh, a lot of good work that happens. So, kudos to that. You're also a doctor of emergency medicine. Um, What's that all about? And uh, so, it means to say if somebody Mm faints, I can go call Aditya, because Dr. Aditya can... I hope you don't call me for people fainting,
1: <laughs> but it, see, here's the thing, right, people just go faint, right, and there's so many reasons that could have happened, it could be a cerebrovascular accident, the person could have been in hypoglycemia, there could have been an electrolyte disturbance, it could have been a ver- like a vertigo episode, there's so many things that could have happened that to, to the lay person it just seems like the person has fainted, but when we get a case in the emergency room, we have to consider all these possibilities. Right, and which is why a lot of people get very irritated with the fact that doctors prescribe a lot of tests. They assume that we're just randomly prescribing tests. No, it's because we know as much information as you know. We can only treat you based on the information you give us and the signs that we see. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can confirm it is through the investigations. And now we live in an era of evidence-based medicine. So I need to be able to prove why I gave you a specific treatment. Now, if the tests say that this treatment is mandated or compulsory, I can always justify it and say it's because of this so that's why uh, emergency in general uh, it's it's for adrenaline junkies man I, I got my fix that's that's all i'm going to say because you're always on duty cases are interesting uh, and it's always a matter of life and death like in medicine in general it is a matter of life and death but here it really is a matter of life Dimes and death is of essence yes you need to be quick you need to be quick and uh, what tends to happen more often than not is that people get it very confused. They think just by bringing someone who's injured to a hospital, they'll be saved. Mm. A lot of the times, just the transit time, mm. the time taken to move from site to the hospital, also factors in. Yeah. And even Did she live in Bangalore? <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere, right? People never take it into consideration yeah. that you know that could be a factor. How the person got injured is also a factor. So emergency is great, but you need to be ready to put in tremendous amounts of hours yeah. because you could get a case at 3 in the morning, you'll have to go four in the morning you might be out at your own wedding and they might call you so yeah there's no personal life per se
0: which is kind of why I went to forensic right Um, just coming back to emergency medicine um, a lot of this stuff uh, I think I should be knowing but I don't maybe I wasn't taught in school or I didn't pay attention right. um, stay in alive the song by Bee Gees, i believe is great for doing for performing cpr yeah. uh, is there a, is there a hindi song that all of us can relate to that can be used there is
1: none that i know of there might be one i'm just saying but there's none that i know of uh, there was a friend who was trying to work around uh, uh dak karne laga i which i what an eco i know i just <laughs> But uh, I think in English, there's also another song called Nelly the Elephant based on a child's cartoon, because they were trying to uh, teach children in school as well, how to give CPR. And I think that's severely lacking in India, where uh, at least basic first aid training to anybody on site, it should be given, people should know. And uh, I mean, the problem is in India, even sex education is is still not widely taught and should be. So CPR is still a very, like, you know, it's a step up and you have to get that but i hope they do at some point uh and at that time i I would love to see what songs come up uh i i the duck duck karne laga is is the only option i have right now but darde disco is the other one i have so one (laughs) of the two of them should work i hope
0: yeah definitely let's see which one comes out hey thanks buddy thanks so much the pizza is here uh, we are shooting at Eating Love of course, uh, we had the Christmas special pizza, that was something. Wow. Dude. That really was something and even this looks so heavy, so good. Um, guys, Eating Love is this place in Sarjapur by the way, you need to come here, check it out. Uh, do you want to dig in? Yep. Let's do it. Do you <laughs> <laughs> Shut up Shridham. let's just get to the pizza. Right. It Looks phenomenal. Oh, it's so, so cheesy. cheesy. oh yes church. Yeah, i already started <laughs> <laughs> just went straight in
1: cheers bro <laughs> oh this is so good mm. thank god it's phenomenal I l- i'm loving the mushrooms like it i love it
0: love it can i take the rest of it <laughs> it's eating love by the way guys uh i was mentioning to you about the christmas special the places in Sarjapur, um, they. Are running a really really cool initiative in support of all the artists um, it's been a really tough time over the last few months and uh, check this out if you're an artist out there you can actually have your work featured on eating love's pizza box this is work by latish lakshman they even give credits how cool is that they have a little write-up about the artist as well and you can have your work featured on these pizza boxes in fact there are three artists whose work is now going to be put out on all these pizza boxes that's going to reach to your house so you're not just eating love having the best pizza in town but you're also getting a and showing a whole lot of love and support to the artist community by getting these pizzas Uh, and the proceeds from each pizza that you get actually goes into uh, the artist's pocket so which is absolutely fantastic good job eating love for making it happen Uh, you can log on to eatinglove.co.in that's the website to find out more on how you can get associated with eating love the brand and get your work published on these beautiful pizza boxes Getting back to our conversation with Aditya, though, if you want to. Pizza is so good. <laughs> this is phenomenal pizza uh-huh. man. We're going to talk about a few upcoming shows of Dr. Aditya that's going to be happening soon. But when did you first start writing comedy and how did you start getting into that? Okay,
1: um,
0: <clears throat> so I had wanted to get into stand-up since
1: I was 16. And um, initially, I was too scared. There was a lot of stage fright. Um, So I decided that I would instead just write jokes because I just liked writing funny stuff that made my friends laugh. So I started writing jokes and then after a while, I was like, okay, but because I'm only making my friends laugh, the pool of topics I could pick from was very limited such that they understand. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's things I want to talk about which are happening in other parts of the country in other parts of the world. So I thought, okay, what better place than the internet? So I started submitting jokes to this website called Sikipedia. I don't know if it's okay. there anymore. Uh, Sikipedia, Reddit, 4chan. So I'd start putting up jokes there anonymously. Because if they know you're an Indian, for some reason, they just attack you on it websites. It doesn't work out. They, I don't know what it is. There's a, probably a huge racist angle to it and a very mild irritant angle to it. Nice. But, so I would just put up anonymously and they would get really good traction. So I was like, okay this is something i can learn with time and get better at and i always saw myself getting on stage and performing uh stand-up not so much uh singing or playing an instrument even though i, I really admire people who can do that because it's a lot of effort but i always wanted to be on stage performing since the age of 16 and at 18 i told my dad about it and uh, being the typical parent he was like <clears throat> well you know i'm sorry answer. what <laughs> No, he literally went, I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. And I thought there was a slap coming in. Because <laughs> I was like, literally, this is the first time he's given a shit. Like, why is he being this interested? And he was like, no, no. So his logic, which is you, impenetrable logic. Okay, he says, listen, comedy and any other art form takes time. Okay, and in the meantime, you need to be earning. Okay, so at least get a basic degree under your belt. After that. Go and follow your passions. Do whatever you want. Because you should be able to at least put food on your own table. Mm-hmm. If not take care of someone else, you should be able to take care of yourself. Right. Which I was like, you know what? I really hate that you make sense right now. <laughs> okay. So I listened to him and uh, that's why I, uh, I did my MBBS from uh, Bang- Bangalore Medical College. I didn't expect CET to w- go the way it did. It happened to be in my favor. I managed to get a government seat throughout my entire education within government seats. So after MBBS, I was like, okay, now I, I'm going to start comedy. And then uh, I think I had written an exam during my, uh, final, my internship and I managed to qualify for a diploma for emergency medicine. So I went and did that. And while I was doing that, I started comedy. And so I was doing comedy while I was doing that diploma and then continued through. Afterwards, I wrote Neat, got into uh, MS Ramaya to do my MD. Mm-hmm. And basically throughout my entire last five, six years of medicine, comedy has been side by side. And so I was like, okay, I can balance both of these things. Uh, my mom hates the fact that I do
0: both of these things. She hates it. I think I have an idea. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sriram has <laughs> met my mom. <laughs> the last time I met her, she was like, listen, <laughs> I don't Ondu to I don't And, uh, you know, coming to think of it like, what's more exciting? On one end, uh, there's a lot of glamour attached to it. At the same time, uh, a life of a stand-up comedian is not easy. A lot of people don't know what it takes... Mentally it can be draining, Mm -hmm. Uh, at the same time it can be a lot of fun being on the road, traveling, as against to uh, being a doctor. How do you weigh this?
1: They're both fun. You see, the the thing with uh, a lot of people is they're in jobs that they don't like. Okay, so that's why people always complain, oh I have long hours, I don't like what I'm doing. I genuinely enjoy comedy. I love the fact that I'm in medicine. I love both of these things. So to me, I I don't know. This is like a weird humble brag thing, but I love both of the fields that I'm in, and therefore, like, I'm willing to invest the extra time into it. But there is a downfall. You do still have only 24 hours in a day, so you lose out on having a social life. Your health takes a hit. You get overweight. It's it. All of these things catch up. If you're not investing enough time in your health, in you know, spending time with your friends, your family, all of this catches up sooner or later. So, do it when you're young. That's the only option you have. Try and uh, get into as many avenues as you can when you're young. Attempt as many endeavors when you're young because you can afford to fix yourself with time. When you're, like later in your life, you lose motivation. And you'll have too many responsibilities to invest time. So, that's why I think this is a good time for me to, you know get into this.
0: Do your mistakes and yeah. uh, just experience different things because um, life is about that. It's about all those experiences and you having fun along the way as well. Uh, you put out some really good material. Thank I love the writing, so uh, the really fun stuff. You can watch it again and again. Thank you. That, uh, I, I feel, has a lot to do with just great writing, great delivery as well. Uh, your videos are blown up on the internet as well. Yes. Uh, how many views just for bragging uh, rights yeah. here?
1: Uh, <laughs> I've got 780,000, I think, on yeah. one video. And the other one is like around 80 or ni- I think close to 100,000. Uh, but they shared it on like Facebook. Someone actually just took the video, shared it on Facebook and tagged me in it. And I was just watching it initially because I thought, yeah, this will get... 200, 300 views. And it's at like 5 million views. And I was like, why didn't you guys do th- watch this video on my YouTube channel? I would have made some money. I would have gotten some gigs. Why Wears, would you guys screw me over like this? Channel, yeah.
0: It's doing good Now you
1: just you went know. and gave all of that clout to that channel <laughs> for my content. Thanks guys. Yeah, so, so
0: make odd. sure you look up Dr. Aditya Sridhar. There is a doctor in your no, Instagram handle. No no, it's just adi.sridhar. No, 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 it's just, it's just adi.shirido. Adi.shirido. Uh, Coming back to you being a doctor and yeah. being in the field of forensic science and being a forensic doctor as well. We did mention about uh, contamination at a site. Mm. Uh, You deal with this. Um, And just from the outside, we feel that crime site is not well caught. you feel random people going in videos that get leaked and things like that. Uh, Does it actually happen? What's the reality of it? Uh, Let's talk about either the Sushant Singh Rajput case or the Arushi Talwar case where the murderer is still on the loose. There's a few assumptions here. Mm. And here's the thing,
1: right? Evidence based. And because it's evidence-based, I am not going to conclusively say it was a model. I'm not going to say it's a suicide, I'm not going to say it's an accident. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can only talk about what information has been available to me and been broadcasted to the rest of India. So based on that, it looks like all the precautions were taken to make sure that the scene wasn't contaminated. Now the problem is, usually in crime scenes, um, it's very difficult to initially demarcate the area as to which parts, which areas are of interest and which areas are not. And so even if you cordon an area off, there might be some, and contamination isn't always with uh, throwing something into the scene, it could be a person who enters the scene as well. A person who comes in and films the scene or takes pictures, and these pictures get leaked, uh, that is also contamination, okay? And uh, it's an active case, you cannot disseminate photographs, and also it's for the privacy of the case, You, you can't. So does this happen? Yes it does definitely happen All of it gets but, but it's more common in cases of like where i mean cases where the site of incident is in public and uh, we've had so many cases where they've called us to like you know uh, examine the scene and it's it's like a road traffic accident or uh, it's, it might be a railway accident or a or a body found near the tracks and the crowd gathers around because they see that something's happening a lot of people have their cameras out I don't know if it's for a morbid fascination that they want to see the video later or they want to show their friends they saw something cool. Mm. But a lot of people do have their cameras out. And so the first thing police are asked to do is cordon the area off. Secure the area is the first thing that they need to do. Second, prevent any contamination of the area. But in India, it becomes prevent any further contamination of the area. Because it's already contaminated. Because you can't tell. We don't know what happened before we got to the scene. So we have to make do with what we see at the scene when we get there. And we have to trust that there has been no contamination from the police's side. Usually there isn't. Uh, Thankfully, uh, Karnataka, as far as it goes, is very, very good from the medical legal standpoint. Uh, Tremendous respect for the police from our our state. They're doing a fantastic job, especially Bangalore police. Hats off, right? That being said, there are cases and situations where it happens where something, uh, it seems like an apparent suicide, but later you find out it was a homicide. In those cases, evidence collection seems to be a little lax because they, they're like oh this seems like a clear cut and dry case therefore we don't need to be as meticulous uh, and that's far and few few places but if we, we've been trying to take an active approach to try and reduce this by saying treat each case on its merit and treat each case also assuming that it's homicide until proven otherwise. Okay. So that is the dictum they go with right now is you assume that there is foul play until you can prove definitely that there was no foul play. So that's the approach we take. And uh, as far as contamination from other things, there could be animals also, mm. especially when it's outside. Sometimes pets, people who have pets at home, they don't, like, you like to assume that your pets are sweet little creatures, but if they get no food for a long time and there's a carcass there, they will yeah. feed on it because it's, they need to survive. That's so, crazy. yeah, nobody thinks about it. I mean, people don't usually think about it. So, like I said, it, it's a little morose. People don't want to really think about it, but it does happen. And uh, it's as, as serious as the police are in, in doing their work, the public has a responsibility as well when these incidences happen, which is inform the police, don't contaminate the scene. That's all you, they're expected to do. But they'll instead take pictures. They'll. I don't know why this weird fascination with taking pictures of dead bodies. Like my mobile is filled with pictures of autopsy cases. And that's because it's cases. I might have to go to court for them. But what are you doing with it? Like, what are you going to do with it? Is it like a weird conversation starter in a date? Like, what are you using it for that you need pictures of a dead body on your phone? Like, it's such a weird thing. And the fact that they're adamant about it, they won't delete it also when you tell them. They'll be like, it's my phone. It's like, yeah, but that's somebody else's body. Like, they don't understand it. So, public has a certain responsibility as well. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's something that we need to, you know, teach them. But... uh, I, if there's one thing I've realized about Indians, we hate being lectured at. <laughs> we hate being lectured at. Uh, so I don't know. I hope civil sense yeah. develops over time. But we're doing everything from our side to make sure the scene isn't contaminated. As far as the Sushant Singh Rajput or Arushi case, any of these go, you would have noticed that all of these cases take kind of the same path, where initially there's a FIR file. Uh, wild accusations and speculations are done by the media. Yeah. The track of the investigation is always the same. Police are involved, usually the crime branch gets involved, the city crime branch. Then the forensic guys get involved. And then there's evaluation, estimation and uh, analyzing of the trace evidences. And then finally an opinion is given. The problem is this process takes time. takes time. And in that meantime, because people want instant justice, they're willing to come up with any sort of theory. right? Somebody said, no, Karan Johar was involved. He came in and did it himself. I was like, dude, Sushant Singh Rajput was a huge dude. I don't think Karan Johar has the upper body strength to, to literally subdue this guy who works out and you strong, right? Yeah. But people were like, no, no, definitely. Because he didn't want to give him a role in the movie. I was like, he could have just said no. Nobody's... It's People yeah. came up with crazy conspiracy accusations. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories are great. Yeah. Conspiracy theories are great. But the thing is, they're great when it's amongst friends and you can tup on their face when they say it. But when it's someone who's who's in a position of power, you can't tell them, dude, you're, you're, you're insane. This cannot have happened. It's difficult to reason with people who are in power.
0: Yeah, And that's what the internet really did. Yes. It was 2020. We had a lot of time on our hands. Everyone had their own theories. Uh, coming out with different things. Uh, But yeah, man, here's where we are and you definitely come out with some killer jokes. Uh, Being a stand-up comedian as well as a doctor involved in uh, forensic medicine. I like how you said killer jokes. Thanks. (laughs) Now, um, coming over to the fact that you also deal with emergency uh, cases, you think India is equipped to handle emergency situations uh, or just uh, for within their own family sakes per se mm. we don't pay attention when an air hostess is giving instructions on what needs to be done in terms of a crash right. what can we do when family members or is there any advice that you'd like to give to all of us so
1: there's what okay your question uh, applies to both Personal level and also community level. So at a community level, obviously, uh, the number one thing is going to be awareness and education. Uh, The more the people know about it and the less questions and doubts they have about it, the less likely they are to speculate. The less likely they are going to be hesitant to help because that's a huge problem in India, which is the bystander phenomenon. People just stand and watch as something happens, assuming somebody else is going to jump in. Nobody wants to take the charge. Um, On a personal level, uh, I think it's very important to know how to resuscitate, at least the basics of CPR. And here's the thing, right? Ignorance is no longer an excuse because the internet is so freely available. Geo has made sure of that, where everybody can access it for a very nominal fee, right? So use it, go online, find out, especially for people who have, uh, you know, family members who are fall risks or who have heart disease. Uh, is there a first aid kit that you can make and keep at home to make sure that, you know, if anything happens, you can quickly save a family member. Because the last thing you want is to find out later that you could have done something, intervened and saved the person's life. That is a difficult burden to hold in retrospect. So it's better to be aware of it and make sure you give your 100% effort at the onset. So be be aware, put in the effort. Nobody's going to come and be like, hey man, uh, you should learn this because it's going to help. No, you need to sit and make the conscious effort to think, okay, my grandfather has hypertension, so what are the things, emergency kit that I should have that in hypertension? Yeah. Talk to his physician next time you go for a checkup or go online and type in first aid kit or first aid treatment in a case of hypertensive, uh, hypertensive crisis. Immediately you'll get like a ton of answers. There's a lot of doctors who put blogs up, a lot of uh, board certified doctors who put these blogs up and they're doing it to help people in general. Yeah. So when the resources are available, make use of it so that's pretty much it
0: makes a lot of sense and of course for us to be responsible as well yeah. and uh, yeah just just do it for your sake for your family's sake and the community at large as well dr raditya Sridhar. Uh, what a treat you are and this has been uh, fun, bro. Um, thank you for making time for being of here. Um, you were here for the pizzas, weren't yes, you? Yes, I love
1: <laughs> the- Dude, the pizzas are so good the man.
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, alright, fine, whatever. Uh, Shriram is going <laughs> to talk about something, but, uh, the, pizza, but the pizza. You, you man, mentioned
1: something amazing. about eating love. There was so much. There was so much that uh, we, so many con- like so much of the conversation was off camera. <laughs> yeah. That I don't know if people watching at home are going to get the inside jokes. But uh, the lady who cooks it is very pretty, yeah. and uh, if she's single, I am. You guys have no chance. I am here. I'm going to take. I'm going to shoot my shot.
0: Aditya actually said, "Hey, are you single?" i shoot. <laughs> and it's not it's
1: shameless. Single. It's yeah. planning.
0: Okay, guys. Uh, too much. <laughs> Yo, the guy rolling the door stop. <laughs> as well as uh, what we can do in terms of an, iner- uh, an emergency whenever that happens, let's be responsible. Uh, speaking of which, Aditya, um, 2021, what's that looking like? Some um, excellent lineup of shows that are coming up, um, live gigs after a really yes. long time that people are really stepping out and want to enjoy as well. But can we find you next?
1: Okay, so first and foremost, please follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram. Not on Twitter because I I can't handle uh, I I can't handle all of you it's just, it's too much uh, and also on YouTube because my videos are out there uh, I've got a, a few gigs coming up so uh, this next uh, 27th of December I'm going to be at uh, Old Fashioned Bar be doing a small spot there on the 3rd of Jan I'll be performing in Rasta Cafe in uh, a lineup show called the Best of Bangalore and uh, on the 10th I'll be performing in Indranagar at uh, Lahe Lahe. And uh, that's four comics, really funny. And I think I'll be closing that show. It'll be a great night. So please do come along. 2021 looks great. Actually, Uh, I plan to drop a few more videos. We'll be coming to Mumbai as well. So keep, uh, keep an eye out. I'll be there.
0: Stay tuned. And I'm super happy about the fact that the Bangalore comic scene has always been unique, has always had some fantastic talent. Hmm. Uh, And I remember Bangalore was the first city that blew up producing Hmm. Some great comedians overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of them who have now shifted to Mumbai. Mumbai. Big shout out going out to Sumuki. Congratulations on your Filmfare Award. Uh, You can show off, you can brag all you want because you deserve it. Congratulations on Pushpa Bandi. Uh, Congratulations to Suman as well. Suman Kumar, yeah. Uh, Fantastic writer. Uh, Congratulations on your Filmfare as well. Such amazing... um, counter-culture of comedians now entering mainstream uh, yes. These comedians willing, winning Filmfare Awards is actually great stuff for the comedy scene overall, yes, right? Yes,
1: definitely. Sumuki so was always a talented actress. She was uh, in part of the improv as well, and she was uh, she was always a standout act. Uh, and Suman is, has always been a phenomenal writer. Uh, I've done shows with both of them, and they've been great. So it, it's, it, it fills me with pride to like that to see them be successful it's
0: it's amazing I yeah and seriously. likewise i'm so very happy uh, that bangalore comedians are doing so very well on yes. the scene more power to you as thank well. thank you thank you so much uh, thank you so much for being part of what's up doc and we look thank forward you. to more conversations uh whether cameras rolling or not i think we can go on and on sure that's uh, right and it's please
1: support fun. live stand-up and live performing arts in general please Thanks. Thanks. Right. thank you